This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 123 of Small Talk. Your host, Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are here. Hello to our listening audience and our YouTube audience. Cerruti, what's up? Haven't talked to you in a week. What's new in your world? New year, new me. You know, I got a list full of resolutions. Just checking those off the list as we go. No, seriously, I don't I do not do res- You know me, I don't do resolutions. As I say <laughs> this, that's what literally a new resolution as well is a buzzword. We, have, we should have a, some sort of buzzer that goes off and we say things. We have these word triggers. We're just going over it. It's like, first off, to be honest, literally, you know me. And I broke one of my resolutions about two seconds into the record, you saying, you know me. So I guess they're not going super well, but I'm not, you know me again. I'm not a, I'm not a superstition guy. I feel like I use it correctly there, but I am not a resolutions guy. Not a superstition guy or resolution guy. I'm only a little stitious, not superstitious. Only a small amount. Correct. But you didn't make any resolutions other than our podcast resolutions to clean up our dialogue. So I actually do have one that is a pretty, I think, useful one. I mean, I'm not into like, oh, you know. I'm going to think more about me or take time or meditate more or what. I don't do that stuff. That's not my life. Oh, you're not like me. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> even write a, things a down. CBS length re- I, the last, the last time I probably made a resolution list was in elementary school <laughs> because the teacher made us do it. Really? Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Cause nobody follows them, Michelle. You get into the February and if you're still going to the gym every day, then cheers to you. But most people will probably quit by then. None of this stuff actually lasts. There's a reason that you start a new re- uh, resolution every year is because you quit it the year before. So, you know me again, it's the Saruti method. I do what I want and I have my, my certain ways, but I do have one resolution that I'm trying to stay with. Okay. I'm trying okay. to do this because it's good for my health and I know it's going to make me feel better. Okay. And you're, I know you're big on this as well. I'm trying to drink more water. I got this big old water bottle right here. Great. It's filled with the actually emergency right now. Cause I'm, I'm a little bit worried about getting sick. And I also kind of like the taste what's up. It's uh, I think raspberry, which is my favorite flavor, but I'm trying to drink a ton of water because it's just good for your body period. So that's my only actual resolution It's probably the first well, resolution cheers, I've bud. had in five years. Let's go. There we go. Cheers. You know me, hydration queen over here. Now that I've done 75 hard, you are the hydration queen though, because, but here's the thing. I love water. You in doing 75 hard, that in itself is like a new year's resolution. You did it before new year. So honestly, I give you a pass. You don't even have to do anything for 2021. Except, you know, I'm going to, I have a long list of resolutions. There's so many things that I would love to improve in my life. My biggest one though, and to your point, I've done this every year for probably four or five years is January 1st. It's creeping up. We're in late December. I think, okay, this year is the year. I go to my app store. I re-download the Rosetta Stone app and I go, (laughs) this is the year I'm going to relearn Italian because I took four years of Italian in college. I lived in Italy. I studied abroad there. We all know this. But at some point in my collegiate career, I was pretty good at speaking Italian. I wouldn't say I was completely fluent, um, but I was close. You know, when you live there, you're forced to speak it every day. You're forced to get better at it, which is awesome. I remember my entire extended family came out to visit me, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, cousins, the whole deal. Back and to I the motherland. Booked, Love that. Back to the motherland. Um, yeah. And of course we can't, we have to roll deep. It's just natural. Um, but I booked their entire trip for them in Italy, went to the hotels, booked their stay and did all of that communicating in Italian. And that was the pinnacle of my Italian speaking career. I remember thinking, wow, you just did that and you did it correctly and you know what you're doing. And then just like anything in life, if you don't continue with it, you lose it. But it's my one resolution every year, but I knew I wasn't going to do it this year. So I said, okay, don't set yourself up for disappointment. You've failed four years in a row. Let's find something attainable this year. 
See, that's, that's smart. That is smart because yes. you keep failing. And when you keep failing like that, it makes you kind of feel like a shitty person and just, yeah. you know, just say, Hey, I'm never going to learn Italian again. If I do, then that's great, but I'm never going to make it a priority. And, and I, that's a really good one. And I feel like a lot of people are probably like learn a new language well, or, you know, lose 10 I pounds. Made two. Or, I made okay, two. Wh- what's the other one? Okay. Well, no, that's not it. I decided not to do that this year because I know I'm not going to do it. I wish I could. I'm just not going to. <laughs> Number one, since we're still in a pandemic and I don't intend on really going anywhere for probably all of 2021, except for my friend Stephanie's wedding. But other than that, I don't have anything on the agenda. I don't want to buy one article of clothing in 2021. I want to make it work with what I have. Now, listen, hey, it's January 5th. We're five days in going strong. Cool. First off, (laughs) I don't think that's reasonable. What if you need, what if something, what if an article of clothing breaks down? What if you, a jacket rips or something? I have another jacket. I have another jacket. I have more clothes than I could ever need. The only thing that I will have to buy is new running shoes because I go through running shoes really quickly because I work out so much. But other than even <laughs> regular, protect- yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. I just work out so much, so I go through so many shoes. It's no but seriously, um, I do. <laughs> that's awesome. But I again, that's another reason why you don't need a resolution because you're already kicking ass working out all the time. You know, Ugh, you're already okay. thinking about yourself. You year round are making things, good choices about your body, your mind, all this stuff. I know the Michelle method, you know, like we talk about TB12 method, the Michelle, the Smallman method. I know it's tried and true. It, you live that life. So for you, I don't feel like you're one of those people that needs to make a resolution. And I'll say the no clothes thing, I admire I can do it. the I can bravery. Do it. I just feel like, what if you need like a white t-shirt? What if you need, we're talking anything? You're not going to buy anything. one article of clothing. Not one. Man, good luck to you. I just feel like that's impossible. We should do a check-in every month to see if I failed because I need to hold myself accountable. I'm telling you, I have an outfit in that closet for every occasion, every possible scenario. I already have an outfit at the ready. I have the shoes. I have the jewelry. I have everything I could possibly, I have the coats. I have the accessories and I'm not, the amount of times I probably will be going places in 2021 will be limited. I already have an outfit Mm -hmm. that I can wear for that. Let's no, be real. I, I relate to that because we don't go anywhere anymore, right? And we probably won't right. go anywhere for a little bit. So, you know, I had a buddy who was telling me he buys all these clothes. I'm like, I don't go anywhere. I wear the same couple of things pretty much every week. You know, yeah. I have like three outfits that I that are my go-to and then I wash them and that's that. I don't need any more, but ah, a whole year of not buying. I mean, I hope it happens. I think that'd be, that'd be cool as hell because mm-hmm. I have so many things. I'm like, why did I buy this? Like two months later, I'm like, this is in my closet. I never wear it. What the hell was I thinking at the time? And you know, I know Poshmark's out there and there's stuff that you could sell it, oh. but it just, I feel so incredibly wasteful. I uploaded a ton of stuff to Poshmark. The Poshmark store, feeling. the Smallman Poshmark store is often popping, ready to go. But can I tell you my second yes. um, resolution, which I think you're going to enjoy much more? Go ahead. I love, I love to bake, love to bake. I'm the type of person that will absentmindedly scroll Twitter or something and I will see Bon Appetit or the New York Times push something out and I will like it. I will favorite it. I'll say one day I'm going to make that Guinness chocolate cake. It's going to happen. So That's I'm awesome. going to make one dessert a month, one new dessert a month. I want to bake it, whether it's a cake or a pie, maybe some brownies, but it has to be a new recipe that I've never tried. And it has to be kind of ambitious. So we're going to do 12 desserts throughout 2021. I love that. You're basically zigging while everyone else zags because most people are like, I'm not going to eat dessert, but you're like, no, I'm going to eat more dessert. That's correct. (laughs) I could definitely get down with that. That's actually a great call. 
Um, yeah. I wish Every I could somehow share that with you. Time. The only problem is you can have an entire tray of brownies. What are you going to do with them? I mean, you can't eat all of them. I mean, you can, I guess, but what are you going to do with an entire pie? Or if you make an entire tray of, I don't know, anything cake, what, what are you going to do? I can drop some off to people. I know it's a pandemic okay. and people might not want it, but I'll give it Bring to Bring them into the studio, I guess. That's a good, that's a good way to do it. I mean, this is also going to sound random, but I, sometimes when I see homeless people, instead of giving them money, yep. I will bring them a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be like, Hey, I don't have any cash because I never have cash, but would you like a slice of almond cake? Yeah. Here's half a dozen snickerdoodles. Enjoy <laughs> this. <laughs> hey, are you hungry? Here you I'd go. I'd be pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one, I think, one time, I uh, one time Maddie and I, speaking of that, and that's actually a great thing. You should do that because, um, we give our leftovers a lot of times when we, when, when we used to go out to restaurants and things like that, you give them to a homeless person. We gave an yeah. entire pizza to a homeless person one time. Now it wasn't like a, it was a pie cause she got one and we had one. So we put them together into one box, but the guy got an entire pie and it, you know, it obviously made his day. I'm not saying I'm a hero or anything, but that's a great way to use your leftovers is to just, yeah, give them to a homeless person. It's a great idea. That's, you know, that's my, do that more when we can go out more is, is, you know, give away my leftovers or give like a clip bar or something. That's what. That's what we should be doing. So I guess okay. I, have, I have two resolutions now. Of course you would pick a cliff bar. Surprisingly, you always had a cliff bar at the ready when we worked together. Remember when we got no. caught in the snow and you had a cliff bar? No. So here's what happens. I put a cliff bar into my bag and it sits there for six months because I never eat it. So I always have a cliff bar, but it's not like I'm replenishing this. It's just, oh, it's the same one from, you know, October of last year. Like I never actually eat it. But it does come in handy sometimes. Sometimes in a, in a blizzard. Exactly. Oh, this, what was it? The bomb cyclone? Bomb God. cyclone. That's right. That was one of the best videos we've ever made. Probably the only video, uh, like I guess selfie video we've ever made, but yeah, just walking through the snow, trekking through Bristol campus. Good times. We were essential employees. No one was there except for us. It was, I said it in the day. video. It was literally like Narnia. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird day. For those who don't know what we're talking about, when you're at ESPN, it's like a college campus. They call it campus because there's over a dozen buildings. There's thousands of people that work there. Everybody's walking around. It's a very cool vibe, but there's a lot of people around all the time. Now we're in a pandemic. I don't know what the the vibe is like at campus. I imagine most people are working from home, but when Steve and I were there, you'd see people everywhere all the time, but Connecticut, Northeast, Nor'easters, we've got blizzards coming in. Sometimes weather forces people to stay home and most people get a snow day. Essential employees mm-hmm. still have to go in, meaning if you're on air or you're directly involved in the production of the show, you still have to go into work because the, the television does not stop. More people are at home, so more people need TV. The takes don't stop, Michelle. Come on, Yo, keep, the, ta- keep the, the take machine going. You know what? No days off for the takes, <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick style. But Saruti and I were essential employees because we were producers. So we had to go to ESPN. It was a bomb cyclone. It was great. I remember it took me two hours to drive 15 minutes that day. It was awful. And, um, or no, was that the day you picked me up? Yeah, actually. I right? think you picked me up. I picked you yeah, up because you were staying at a friend's house. That's right. That's right. Well, another time it took me two hours to drive 15 minutes. There were several blizzards in Connecticut. But yeah, we showed up that day, empty parking lot, nobody there. We had to walk across campus in the snow. It was bizarre. That was a day I'll never forget. That was a weird day to be at ESPN when no one's there. It's like Night at the Museum. Remember that terrible Ben Stiller movie? Uh, yes. I don't know if it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't great. Come but on. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, average it is what it is. Yeah. Average at best. It but wasn't terrible. To be on campus and have nobody there, you're like, can we run around and do random things? Like, yeah. I can think... we go down to TV and take all the helmets and put them on set? Well, I mean, I remember working overnights there 
uh, and when there would be like me and an update anchor, and that was the only that was the only people in radio, the entire department, because it would be really? like from two a.m. To, to like eight a.m. or so. No one in scan. I would wear. Well, this was before you. So before you were there, uh, actually years years before, there was tape programming on the weekends, sometimes oh, Saturday wow, and Sunday right. night. So from about midnight to eight a.m., there was tape programming. So it was literally a board op and and just like an update anchor, and. I'd wear sweatpants and moccasins in. I would, I mean, nobody was around. I would just, I would, I would, I would act like it was like a dorm room. I didn't really care. And on, on snow days, I would do that too. I would just wear like a hoodie and, you know, cause who cares? Boss isn't in. So I'm just hanging out. I risked my life to get in here. I'm going to, I'm going to be comfortable doing it. Although I will say one of the weird Sarudiisms, I love driving in the snow. So I actually don't mind driving in. You're so weird. That is such a weird. We thing. had you. Like I have a Jeep. You had a Jeep when you were there. It's just fun. It's kind of fun to drive in the snow. Obviously, be careful. Yeah. People lose their minds though. And people don't understand. As soon as there's an inch of snow on the ground, people have no idea how to act. It's the same thing yeah. with rain too. People just immediately forget how to do anything that they use that they already know that is, you know, is in their memory. They just don't know how to do it. I love like a foot of snow. Give it, I love driving my Jeep to that. So I know cool. I'm weird. It's fine. It is what it is. Okay. Well, let's change the subject because we have something on the agenda today. Steve and I did an AMA last week to close up the year because it's our favorite thing to do. And why not? The Shelleys have way better questions and topic ideas than we do. And one message that came through really piqued our interest and we thought you know what we should isolate this one and turn it into its own separate pod because this is a really fun game so Derek shout out to Derek hit us up on Instagram and he said that he and his wife play this game called make it or break it where they will present a scenario to one another and it's about people being in a relationship and you have to decide if you would make it or break it if this thing is a deal breaker essentially I love this idea. Shouts out to Derek and his, what did you say? Wife, girlfriend? What was it? I think so. I need to find the, the exact message. I can't remember. Either way. Awesome. Love that you guys listen together. And it is an awesome idea. And I wonder which one of us is going to be more picky because both of us are actually very picky. I mean, obviously, come on. We're both very picky. We're both very judgmental hey, people. It is what it is. Particular. We're particular. We're particular. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having our back there. If I don't have our back, who's going to have our back, Steve? Come on. I actually think I might be a little bit more lenient than you on this, but we'll find out. Okay, I can't find the original message, but I do think it was he and his wife. If not, our apologies, Derek, but thank you for the idea. Okay, so I'm going to read the ones that he sent us in, and then Steve and I have come up with some of our own. I've got a billion, so. (laughs) Yes, yeah, Steve has a lot, so we might let him take the reins here. First of all, here's an example of one that Derek sent. Make it or break it for you, Steve. You're in a relationship, and now, let's pretend that this is not Maddie. Let's pretend this is pre-you being married. It'd be funnier if it was Maddie, (laughs) but. If you're like, yeah, I'm getting divorced. If Maddie developed a smoking habit, am I in or out? No, I'm in. I mean, I'm legally in now, but. Legally, you're in. We'll, we'll help her get through it. We'll help her break the habit. Um, but single Steve just starts dating someone new, fresh. You're very into them, mm-hmm. but it's not to like, we're living with each other status yep. yet. This is still in an infancy stage. You're dating someone. You say to them, hey, you know what? This is going really well. You know what we need? A weekend away. Let's go away. Love it. And she's like, okay, fun. Where do you want to go? New Hampshire. I know you like Portsmouth. You talk about those little sausage and pepper sandwiches and you go, no, let's go to California. And then she says, "Mm, I can't, I don't fly. I'm too afraid to fly on a plane. I will never get on a plane. I only go places if we can drive. And that is not something that's ever changing in my life. Is that a deal breaker for you? Make it or break it, Steve. Just to reiterate. This is a person I've been, I've, I've gone on a couple of dates with, not somebody no, no, you're dating. You are boyfriend, girlfriend, your boyfriend, girlfriend, but 
You don't okay, live together. It's not a serious. It's not. So it's not like so a serious. weird breakup situation. It, it's just like, all right, you could, you could break up with them. And it wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world. You'd be um, bummed out if you really like them. But yeah. It's, totally it's the one thing. It's the there. one outlier that just whether or not you can get over it or not. Yes. And they cannot and they refuse to fly. And again, these are things that cannot be fixed. Like you can't coach this out of someone. This is a no. permanent thing that's, that is on their resume that they do not do. She has no intention of ever flying. She says, I don't want to go to therapy about it. I just, I refuse to. And that's that. Either take it or leave it, essentially. Wow. So, you know, it's funny. Tony Kornheiser, I always remember the, you know, ESPN, pardon the, uh, pardon the interruption. He also used to be on Monday Night Football. I remember when he was doing Monday Night Football, like, he's this guy. He doesn't do planes. He does, he just took buses. He took a bus to wherever wow. the game was. That's where he would go. And ESPN had to set that up for him. And it was this whole thing. And I just remember thinking how incredibly inconvenient that must be for your entire life. You could turn a two hour flight into like a seven hour bus trip. Now you're not driving, but still it's, it's difficult. I think that would be such an incredible nuisance. And I already know where you're going on this, but I, it would be such a, <laughs> well, obviously, obvious? come on. Uh, I think, I think that's a deal breaker because I love Europe. We both love Europe. I want to go to the West coast. I would feel like I was stuck really for most of my life. And yeah, sure. You can drive, but it's, it becomes a major inconvenience to your life. If you ever want to have kids, imagine driving cross country to have, mm-hmm. you know, with kids mm-hmm. because you can't fly. I mean, flying with kids seems terrible, but driving across country is somehow even worse with kids. So I just feel like you're going to resent that person for the rest of your life. And I wouldn't want to do that. So I'd have to, I'd probably have to break up with them. If you're telling me I have to choose between someone I'm not in love with in Italy, a place I'm in love with, I choose Italy. Can't yeah. drive there. Can't drive there. Why well, you, that was the most obvious one for you. I mean, come on. Yeah. Miss Worldwide, like, come on, we can't. <laughs> That's not happening. This is Worldwide. Move over Pitbull and yeah. there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> um, and I know that sounds so lame, but if I'm in love with someone and dating someone, I want to experience the world with them. That's something that's really important to me. I love traveling and I love traveling with people I care about. It's a shared experience. I want to be able to take my family to where my family is from in Italy and have that moment. And now listen, obviously if you're dating someone and you're so crazy in love with them, you can make anything work. You can make anything work. But mm-hmm. for the purposes of this fun, well, not anything, not anything. <laughs> But a lot of things you could yeah. overcome. But for the purposes of this game, you don't know you're in love with this person yet. You like them. You're in heavy like, but you're not in love. So you you don't feel as if your life is over. If you Even if away. I was in love with some, I mean, that's just a really difficult thing because you're you're limiting yourself for the rest of your life on the places that you yeah. can go. And imagine, and you know not, imagine if you don't live near your family, for example, that's my family lives in New Jersey. I'm not yeah, driving out there. Yeah. So like I'm sorry. I think just for the, for your own health. No, I don't. It's okay. If you don't want to be that guy and you have to break up with her. I, I get it. You, you know what, Steve, we want our lives to be unlimited. Um, oh God, please. He's, he's... <laughs> Speaking of deal breakers, I, <laughs> I mean, geez, that's the ultimate yeah. deal breaker. Somehow he's dating one of the hottest people alive. Anyway. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine if you're in heavy, like with someone and they say, Hey, and you see that video come out? I want to introduce you to my alter ego, Mr. Unlimited. I will be like, deal my breaker. Ba- my Done. bags are packed. I'm sorry. Really sorry. I'm wish sorry. you the best. Wish you the best of luck. But you know, we're gonna have to agree to disagree in part ways. Sorry. I'd be like, you know what? You have unlimited options of other girls to date. Okay. Next one, Steve from Derek. Make it or break it. Your partner is vegan and requires every meal you make to be vegan. Nope. Deal breaker. Hundred percent. Really? Yep. Done. Nope. I love food. One of the reasons that I love Maddie, we both love food, and 
food is as an, as an Italian, you know, this, it's just a big part of our lives, you know, meals like that bring me happiness. If I couldn't eat a Chick-fil-A sandwich again, no, if I couldn't have my mom's pasta again, no, I'm sorry. And, and that's just who I am as a person. And I have no, you know, other than the people that like to tell you that they're vegans every other day, I have no problem with people being vegans. I just could never live that life. And I know I would be miserable. And again, I know I would resent my significant other. So no way. I'd actually say that's more of a deal breaker than the flying thing. Really? Yeah. It's a big yes, deal. Because this is every day. This is multiple times every, a day, every meal. Think about the things you could never eat again. No, no. Yeah. I could never have a latte again with real milk. No, absolutely not. Oh my God, no tutamare. I made my grandmother's recipe, the, our tutamare over the weekend with my mom. No seafood pasta. Yeah, I can no have my mom's shrimp scampi. No way. Sometimes no way. you just crave a hamburger. You couldn't go out and get a... Can you imagine me going to a baseball game and have somebody telling me I can't have a hot dog with a beer in the stands? See ya. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I'd be, I'd be like, what? I'm not trying to bash the vegan thing because I'm not. Because again, we have been very clear about whatever you like, you like. It's fine. Yeah. But me personally, I don't understand. Like, I would rather be happy. I'm not talking about gluttonous behavior. I'm not eating Chick-fil-A every other day. Or I'm not eating my mom's spaghetti meatball or sub or whatever every other day. But I want that every once in a while because it makes me happy. It makes me a better person. So... No, I'm sorry. That's a big, big, big deal breaker for me. No way. You know what I think is the deal breaker part of it for me? Because I agree, deal breaker. If this is make it or break it, break it. We're breaking it. Is that that person is pushing their beliefs onto me. And I want to be in a relationship with mutual respect. And I respect your decision to be a vegan. So you need to respect my decision mm -hmm. to be a carnivore. That's a whole nother thing that you're 100% will, right on. You, you should never make your partner be something they don't want to be. Correct. Yeah. I will support you and your decision to be vegan. Honestly, I would say I have so much respect for you because you live a lifestyle of intention that I could never do. I tried to be vegan once. It was very hard. You have to be concerned about what you put in your mouth every minute of every day. You can't just, for instance, if I baked the dessert, I couldn't just roll into work and say, hey, have this cookie. They have to be like, can't. Did you make it with real butter? I can't. I can't have butter. It's every little thing that you eat or consume or drink a latte that you have to worry about. So I would respect you. But also, if I'm going to respect your decision, don't throw shade on me and my choices. It's, it's a great point. Didn't even think of that. Slam dunk 100%. Even if the person doesn't force it on you being a vegan, the things that are just in your house and what you buy for groceries, it's going to impact you. You're going to feel the effects of the other person being vegan. And then it works vice versa too. Imagine me, imagine Maddie was vegan, right? And I'm bringing all the stuff home that I'm bringing home. That would probably be really difficult for her too. Cause she's seen you eat all this awesome stuff. And she's like, oh, great. I gotta be a vegan. So he's just rubbing it in my face. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Like that's a disaster waiting to happen. So again, no breaker, deal breaker. I would say, Hey, this is your choice, not mine. Yeah. Wow. You'd be cold hearted and just wouldn't feel bad at all. No. Okay. One more from Derek and then let's give some of our own. Okay. Derek wants to know, make it or break it. The only drink your partner ever orders is a whiskey Coke. Well, that's a weird drink. I'm, I'm taking this from a girl's perspective too. I would be getting a girl in the scenario. A girl drinking a whiskey Coke is the only thing she drinks is very strange. <laughs> it's Can not you a imagine it's... Being at a fancy restaurant. You take her on this beautiful date for your anniversary. You order a nice glass of wine and she's going to take a whiskey Coke. <laughs> You know what? I'm making it. I like somebody who knows what they want. And if you want a whiskey Coke, you order a whiskey Coke. It's definitely it's weird. Personality quirk. Yeah, but it's one of those things that you could probably get sick of, though, kind of fast, too. It's but fun I'm at first. And then you're like, it. all right. Do I care? No, you're right. It's not a deal breaker. I can make it. I can make that work. But we're definitely treading on thin ice. There's other smaller things can break that thing right up. 
also, I would want to know how this person reacts when they drink the whiskey Coke. Cause sometimes whiskey can make people a little loco. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and I like what I love whiskey, but the smell of a whiskey Coke makes me want to vomit thinking about, it makes me think about college. It makes me think of, ugh, they just, it smells like just bad, cheap alcohol. And I didn't know what good alcohol was. And the idea that, that my significant other would be drinking that for the rest of her life is pretty wild. And then imagine like you're around your friends and again, you're out, yeah, you're out to dinner. I mean, I guess it would be a joke after a while. So your friends would probably just make fun of her and it would be fine. Cause it would just be, you know, that's how, that's how it is, but not a deal breaker. I can make it work, but we're treading on thin ice for sure. Yeah. It's a little bot, Steve, a little bots. <laughs> yeah. The, ranking those three, that is by far the easiest one to get over. The vegan thing is the hardest and the plain thing is in the middle. Okay. What are yours? I know you have right. some that you want to bring to the table. I have, I have a lot. Um, oh God. Mine are very different too. So <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Some of these are so good. Uh, okay. How about this one? Make it or break it. You find out that your significant other is an internet troll or has a burner account and they oh. like fight with other people online. Break it. Break it. <laughs> if I found out that I was dating someone who was an egg that would at people all the time and say mean things to them. That's the easiest one for me. I would rather be with somebody that wouldn't fly than be with an internet troll. Wow. Okay. It's a bad look. It's a We're really talking bad about look. deep psychological issues here. This mm-hmm. is not, oh, I'm afraid of heights and I don't want to get in a plane that's going a million miles an hour that's flying through the sky. I can understand the logic behind that. And think about the self-loathing, self-loathing that it takes to be a troll. You hate yourself. If you're a troll, you hate yourself. How do you expect me to love you if you don't even love yourself? Goodbye. We're done. You know why it's a deal breaker for me too, is I feel like you would just be so shocked that you didn't know this person that you were dating, who they were, that you'd be, it would be so uncomfortable and earth shattering that I think you just would be like, I don't even know you. We can't be together anymore. That's, I didn't even know this side of you. It's so shocking and surprising that I think you have to kind of, it depends what they're doing. If they're, how about this? Okay. Look, can I give you an example? Yeah. What, What if you're dating a girl and she's really into the NBA, right? And she loves the Oklahoma City Thunder. Deal breaker right away because I, w- I couldn't date someone who was that into the NBA. But okay, go oh, ahead. Oh, come on. But let's just say she uh, loves the Oklahoma City Thunder. So she hates Kevin Durant because he left, right? And one day your phone's dead and something's going on in sports. And you're like, hey, let me check uh, Twitter. I want to see what's going on. And she's like, yeah, just pull it up on my phone. And you pull it up and all her Twitter feed is adding Kevin Durant being like, you suck, you cupcake. Your, your championships you? don't count. Yeah, come on. You had <laughs> you had to join a super team, you loser. And you just see that all she's doing is tweeting at KD how much she hates him and how much he sucks. Break. Instantly. Break. Yeah, it's bad. It's a, it's a break. That is one of the worst types of humans. And you know what's funny is that's a big percentage of the population too. I know. There's a lot of people who are shitty online. You know and what? I wonder if there's significant others. They probably don't even know. They probably have no idea. I was just going to say that a lot of people listening to this, they're sleeping with a troll and they don't even know. Nope. You'd have to catch them. Otherwise, you're never going to find out about that side of your of that person. And you know what's weird is our generation isn't really a Facebook generation because I feel like when people well, comment to things on Facebook or whatever, you can see the trolls on Facebook much more than you can see someone on Twitter because you don't really see what people at or respond to on Twitter. So you could definitely be with a troll and not know it. Or on Instagram, we don't see what people comment on Instagram. I'm trying to think of an example of something that a guy could do. Oh, okay. You know what else would be a deal breaker for me? Is if I'm dating a guy and he's creepy comment, you're hot on every girl's page guy. If he's like, hey, 
you know, this Instagram model body looks great or yeah. whatever. Looking and hot, like, flame emojis. Flame mm. emojis. And I'm like, do you know She's this not gonna have sex girl? With you, dude. And he's like, no, she's just an Instagram model I follow. And I'm like, and you're commenting on her page? Deal breaker. Done. Yep. Well, we're in complete agreement uh, on that for sure. But again, I, it's a scary, it's a scary percentage of the amount of people that don't know that they're dating a internet troll. Okay. So, so far we've broken up with everyone <laughs> yeah. except for one person. <laughs> I kind of felt like it was going to go this way. How about this one? This is a good one. Make it or break it. You're dating someone that doesn't know the difference between the theirs and the yours. Steve, you know, break it. Oh, really? You know what I would do? You know what I would do? I'd try to salvage it. And I would say. Education. Hey, if we're saying you are, it's you a <laughs> But they just don't get it. Like they don't get it. You tell them and they just don't get it. They never fix it. You couldn't get over that. It really bothers me. <laughs> to the point where you would say we can't. Everything else about this guy is great. He's he's attractive. He's got a great job. He's super loving. He's very, you know, he cares about you. He's spontaneous. Your parents love him, but he, he just cannot figure out their or your. Well, then he's obviously not that bright, Steve. If he can't figure it out, it's a pretty simple concept. They are possessives, a place in there. I mean, your bag versus you are a troll. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. We I, I, learned it when I was seven years old. It's not I, a difficult kind. Con- we're teaching it to children. If he can't figure it out, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I get what you're saying. And I can't believe I'm going to be more lenient here. I, I think it would oh, bother me. It on. would bother me because it, it is like a big pet peeve of mine. That's why I had it down. But if I really like this girl and she has a lot of like she's funny. And again, my parents love her and we just enjoy being around each other. I guess I just won't read anything that she writes. I'll just try to avoid everything that she writes and I'll be fine. You're telling me if she doesn't know the difference between two, two and two. Oh, man. You want to be with this girl? <laughs> Yes, as long as I'm not reading any of her notes or, you know, papers or anything. I think we'll be fine. There's an easy way to just ignore that, right? When When's the last time? I don't know the last time I read something that Maddie wrote other than, you know, maybe like our anniversary card or a birthday card. But, you know, I'll just try to avoid those situations. She texts you after a date. I had fun with you too, T.O. <laughs> oh, One time I dated a guy, I think I told this on the pod, and he spelled aloud, A-L-O-U-D. He was like, oh, is that aloud, A-L-O-U-D? And I was like, that's that's bad. That's really bad. I was like, allowed? That's like, bo- that, there are always so many funny words like that too. We were just, Maddie and I were just talking about this. The people that think bone appetit is bone apple tea. People think that? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know like what percentage of the population do, but the people that screw up words like that, that would, ugh. you're right. I get the point about the, the overall greater intelligence thing, but I'm I'm saying specifically, that's the one thing they just cannot figure that out. Everything else they're cool with. You know what? I think I think I'd make it. I think I'd make it. I think you I would think too. If you, if there were all of these other great qualities, I think I could make it. But think about how many times you say there, your, or two in a day. But you could say it, but you're not spelling no, no, it. You only if you're texting it. Like, what time will you be there? And they say T H E I R. It'd be really annoying. It would be really what annoying. What time will you be there? T H E I R. It'd be really annoying. I'm going to say I'll get over it. But again, we're treading on thin ice here. You're so sweet, Steve. Y-O-U-R. <laughs> it's, all, it's all bad. I get what you're saying. It's all bad. But think about if you got multiple th- of those every day. And the thing about it is it's so stupid that it's that it's so small and stupid, but just enough to piss you off where it's never going to, like you can't get it out of your head. 
so bad. And I'm okay, almost talking myself in, I'm almost talking myself into the other side. I talked myself stop into it. making Let's it. Let's stop it here. I'm going to say I can make it work. Go ahead. Okay, you, I think you, I can, I think I could make it, but I'm annoyed all the time. You know what I would start doing? Asterisk your <laughs> every time. The, By the map. Honestly, you know what I think would happen? I would try to make it and he would break it because he'd be like, stop correcting me. He'd yeah. be like, you're oh. so annoying because you're correcting me all the time. And I'm gonna be like, I will say, but it's not I, a tough concept. I dated a girl in high school who was a big grammar corrector, and it's one of the worst qualities. You could, even if you know the person is wrong when they're saying things. It's a shithead move to be a grammar corrector in real time. It's that's one of the worst qualities you could have because then you're like, oh, I'm so much smarter than you. And even if you're annoyed by it and you're like, spell freaking your right, the grammar corrector is almost worse. I know. So it's you guys are destined. Situation. You're right. 30 years from now, you're going to be bickering. You're, like, there's no way that thing lasts. Actually, that's a good point. Anyway, it's a lose lose scenario. Okay, wait, I've got one for you. All right, go ahead. Okay. So you're dating a girl, you've gone on a few dates. You being the gentleman that you are, you've picked up the tab every time, but you're at the stage, you've been dating for like a month or two where you feel more comfortable splitting things. You know, you've wooed her enough. So you go out to dinner and she says, you know what, Steve, you're so generous all the time. I'm picking up the tab. And you're like, great. Thanks. Very nice. Yep. Appreciate it. Good start. It. The bill comes, she's paying, she's signing it. And you realize that she's not leaving a tip. No tip. No tip or lower than 10%. So you notice the first time she doesn't leave a tip. You think, okay, maybe she forgot. I'm not going to say anything. Then the next time she pays, she leaves like a dollar or something. Make it or break it. Bad tippers. So you exposed the problem with this in the your, uh, their situation where if that's a thing that's happening, there's a bigger problem here, right? This isn't the only problem, but we're in this isolated vacuum where this is the only problem and that's not real life. So if this is the only thing that's wrong, I can get over it. I would hate it, but I could get over it. But the problem is if you're a bad tipper, that's a red flag for a whole bunch of other things that are fucked up about you, you know? So you, yeah. in this specific vacuum situation, I can get over you being a bad tipper because I would probably just leave a, t a 20, you know, uh, and just not tell her every time or something because I would try to correct the situation. But in the real world, a bad tipper, she's got a bunch of other things wrong with her. Am I wrong? No. You're probably not bringing the shopping cart back either. Correct. I think if I had a conversation with the guy and was like, hey, why aren't we tipping here? What's going on? You know, like, what's the deal? And he's like, oh, I just, it's like the Dwight Schrute. Why tip them to do a job I could do myself <laughs> or something? So it's not even, it's not even like they're. They're indignant about it. They think you're crazy for tipping 20% because there are people out there like that. So not even being cheap, just not even thinking they deserve it. Yeah. Uh, or they're, they're both, or they're both terrible. Whatever. They're both terrible situations. And then it's also bad. Like you don't want people to know that your significant other is a bad tipper. Cause that's, that's just a red. I mean, again, I super the red stress, you got to make sure that you're going to the ATM. You have cash all the time. So you can throw a five on the table or whatever. Yeah. And I guess make sure that she doesn't see it. You got to sneak the five. That's the Stressful. thing. That's why I think it's not a deal breaker because you can get around it. You can figure it out and it might make your life a little bit more difficult. Cause you're right. You gotta, you gotta have cash on you all the time, which I hate having cash on me pretty much all the time. But you can get around it and feel okay about yourself. So I'm going to say I can make I can make it work, but there's a bigger problem here. Yeah, I think I could make it work too. But it would make me wonder why all the time. No answer that they're going to give me as to why they don't tip well is ever going to sit well with me. 
it's always going to be something that irks me and that annoys me now in the grand scheme of things. I don't know. Now I'm, again, I'm kind of talking myself out of it. (laughs) if I want to bake it or not. Do you have any friends that are shitty tippers? I have one friend Mm, who, let me think is just, he's just, and you know, what's funny is he has money. It's such a weird thing. Yeah. And I think you're raised that way. I know someone's someone in someone's family that's really loaded. And that is a cheap ass bad tipper. I feel so bad. I often, I mean, I'm not, again, not brag alert here. I'm, I'm, I'm so awesome, but I over tip because I don't want to be the under tip guy, you know, you know, and that's why it's funny. Like those professional athletes that get caught under tipping and some of them are so afraid of that, that they'll tip like 40%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like me. I tip 20%. I just, cause the math is easy. So that's what I do. That's one of the worst things you could be like, Oh yes, Rudy, he's a terrible tipper. That's just awful. You don't want to be known as that guy. No, you don't. Okay. What are some other ones you have? Uh, I love this one. Dude is charming. He, again, parents are awesome situation. He's got a great dog. Um, oh, the dog. He loves, he loves reading. He's a very well-read guy, intellectual. But he loves to LARP and cosplay on the weekend. What's LARP? Oh, I knew. I, I'm so happy you asked. Uh, Live-action role-playing? What? Give me an so, example. Um, have you ever seen the movie Role Models? No, I don't think so. All right. So that, if you haven't, that's there's a there's a bunch of LARPers in that. So basically this is, you know, cosplayer people are, right? They dress up in costumes and they go to conventions and stuff. Yeah, right. It's kind of like that, except they're actually reenacting things. So say, say you're LARPing a medieval battle. People will dress up in chain mail and helmets and have fake swords and they'll fight each other in a field somewhere. Hmm. This guy's awesome. Everything about this guy's awesome, but he just has this hobby on the weekends. He likes to LARP. We're making it. Because yes. you, want know, you want to know why we're making it? How is that any different than the guy who's obsessed with the 49ers and dresses up in Jimmy Garoppolo's costume every It's a weekend? great point. It's a great point. It's There's no difference. There's none. No in difference. fact, Jersey guy is weird. Jersey guy that wears another grown man's jersey. Although I'm, I shouldn't say that because I wear soccer jerseys sometimes. But like, I think football jersey guy, basketball jersey guy, if you're out of college, that's a weird look for anyone. It's no different than LARPing. It's no different than cosplay. It isn't. Yeah. I mean, whatever you're into, if you want to dress up in their costume, whether it's an athlete or a medieval knight, you go for it. Now, are they going to force me to dress up as a maiden? Because that's, I'm not down with that. Princess Michelle. Yeah, whatever. I'm not down with that. You wouldn't want to throw some chain mail on, maybe throw a dress on and just reenact something. It's almost like- um, Yo, who I look like, Brienne of Tarth? It's not happening. <laughs> you never know. Or or no. sometimes, sometimes they'll do, there are World War II ones where you know they'll have fake guns and they'll be in a field and they'll have tanks cool. and stuff. You know what, Steve? I wasn't down with the medieval LARPing, but now you sold me on Confederate <laughs> what, LARPing. What kind of LARPing would you be into? That's a great question. Nothing. Um, absolutely nothing. There's no thing that you would want to dress up as and, and reenact. There's nothing. Not even in war or history. I don't know. I'm just trying to think- I don't know. Mm. I don't know what the, the female LARPing th- situation It just would be. seems like a lot of work. Well, those people are really into it. And they make, yeah. a lot of them make their own costumes and yeah, they are on in weird group chats online with everyone. Then they meet up like once a month and a lot of people drive from far away. Like it's an intense thing. Yeah. What about if it was just cosplay? Like, cosplay, somebody likes to dress up as Superman, take pictures with kids at a convention. You cool with that? Well, that sounds perverted. Yeah. <laughs> But he's doing it. It's not the a way per- that you just phrase that. Yeah, but that's I, what happens. Kids come and they take pictures. And I don't know. That's how that's kind of how it works know. out. I don't know. If my parents call me and like, hey, what's Jimmy doing this weekend? I'm like, he's dressing up as Superman and taking pictures with kids. If that you're, sounds a little suspect. If your SO is like, listen, I'm going as Luke. I just need this one favor from you. Can you please just dress up as Princess Leia at this convention? We are Princess Leia called out late. We need a backup. Will you do it? Are you in? 
I would be like, here's my list of demands. If you don't meet all of them, the answer is no. Actually, I would say yes, because I could get whatever I wanted. I think that would actually kind of be fun. I don't know. I've never cosplayed. I've never LARPed, but I get why it would maybe be fun. Yeah, I don't hate on it. I definitely would make it. Okay, I was at um, a birthday party over the summer of this girl that I know. It was an outdoor thing. And this other girl that I know showed up with this guy that she was dating and he was wearing a LeBron James Lakers jersey, Lakers basketball shorts. He was wearing Jordans that were Laker colors and a Lakers hat, full outfit, full Lakers outfit. And he was super nice. How is that any different? Tell me how that is different than someone dressing up as, as Luke Skywalker. It's or not. whoever they would dress up. And as. honestly, it's actually probably worse because full Jersey guy. Full outfit, guy, the full outfit. He was great. He was super nice. But my first comment to him was, oh, so you're a Knicks fan, huh? Nice. Look at and you. he was like, ah, like the bear. I'm sure he gets no. all done. Well, come on. How do you show up in an entire Lakers costume and not expect anyone to give you a hard time about it? You and I see, I said costume. I didn't even say uniform. See? You wouldn't let your significant other do that. I feel like you would be like, you're absolutely, ch- you're not wearing that to my friend's house. Like, there's no, no he way. Could, he could not. Yeah. I mean, and I think you'd be doing him a favor. Honestly, you would. And I will say this. I tweeted about this actually a couple of weeks ago. The guy who wears a full jersey, I mean, the shorts is just ridiculous. But if a guy is wearing a jersey playing pickup basketball, that guy is 100% always the most annoying player on the court. It, ne- really? it never fails. It's an absolute rule. That guy always sucks. He calls every foul. He follows other people and is like, what? I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? All ball. He always thinks he's awesome because he's wearing a Dwayne Wade jersey or something. He is, without fail, the worst guy to play pickup basketball with. Never fails. Okay. I've never played pickup hoops, so this, this is good intel in case I ever choose to. Okay. I have one more for you. Okay. Go ahead. Make it or break it. Your girl's afraid of dogs. Break it. Love dogs. Sorry. <laughs> You didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. Bit by a dog growing up. It was a traumatic event. I get it. Um, It's just, it's not going to work out. I've always wanted a dog. I have two dogs. You know, Maddie, I mean, Maddie, we both love dogs. It was pretty easy. If she wasn't in, I mean, man, that's. You really like this girl, Steve. You really like her. Everything else is great. She had a traumatic experience growing up bit by a Doberman or, or a bit by a Maltese, whatever. Now you're making me feel bad. I don't want to stereotype dogs. You're making me feel bad. Bit by a Maltese. It was a little thing. She was yeah, by, took if she was bit by a cat. Maltese, I would be like, get over well, it. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want. If to it was a German cat. shepherd, I, you're now you're now I feel like you're, you're okay. It was a big dog. Bad. It was a big dog. It was a traumatic thing. Let's not say a Maltese because yeah, you'd laugh at her for sure. But she was like, listen, this traumatized me. I'm also allergic to the hair. There's a lot going on there. I also don't want to have to vacuum all the time. I like my things in the house. There's all of these different factors. I just can never have a dog. I can give you a beautiful family. We can have kids, do all that, but we can just never have pets in the house. It's just going to be a no for me, dog. No pun intended. What is your take? Make it or break it. And everything else about her you love. You're making me feel like a shit person now because- Oh, come on. This whole thing is designed to make no, us feel No, because this is different. The your, your thing, LARPing. Oh, come on. You made me put on the white wig and get on my high horse about grammar. Yeah, this is a traumatic event that if you're saying she got bit or something, then I'm like, oh, man, that, okay, I, fine. I, I get it. Okay, fine. What she if just she doesn't just, want dogs. What if she loves her white couch? Like, I have a white chair. Then what no. if she had this chair and said, hey, I spent a lot of money on this chair and it's, and it's cream. I can't have a dog come in here with its muddy paws. If it's not an allergy thing and it's a bite, like scare-related thing, no, we're done. It's a breaker, deal breaker. 
Really? Yep. I loved dogs as a kid. I always wanted my own dog. I'm pumped to have the two dogs I have. I couldn't imagine life without my two dogs. So no, if it wasn't a trauma or allergy related thing, it's a deal breaker. Because people, who doesn't like dogs? That's so lame. Dogs are awesome. I know. I love, I mean, I have a dog. That's another dogs. thing, actually. Yeah. Dog people, they're typically good people. You know, if someone who doesn't <laughs> like dogs is, is a little bit too uptight. Again, I know we're doing this in a vacuum, but those people who people who are like, oh, I don't like get your dog away from me. I don't want him, you know, whatever. Those people, you don't want to hang around with those people. I think if I was dating a guy and I really liked him and I went back to his place for the first time and was like, hey, I have three cats. That would be a major red flag. For that's me. a red flag. Yep. No doubt about it. And I know that's terrible, but I'd be like, you're not a dog guy. You're a cat guy. There's just something about a cat guy. I don't know what it is. And maybe it's because I don't know any. Maybe it's because I don't know any. So I haven't had anyone to break down. I don't know any cat guys either. Yeah. Why it's not A guy who's solo. Not even he has a cat with his girlfriend or wife. He is a solo dude living on his own who has cats. He chooses to have a cat alone. I know a guy, but. And? Not great. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Not great. All right, let's do a couple rapid fire ones here because I know we're spending a lot of time. What about person's awesome, but he is a clapper when the plane lands? Oh, make it. Because you know what? I'm so excited to go anywhere now. I might be clapping right along with it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. What if he- I'll be like, we have landed. (laughs) We're out of Missouri. Yes. (laughs) Uh Oh, I got to start rethinking our friendship here. Um, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Come on. I get it. That makes sense. Normal times. This is a guy who is congratulating the pilot for safely landing the plane. I actually would say- I'll even add this. Job well done. And then I'll, I'll add this to it because I think I need to make it worse. He claps. And then as soon as the plane is done and, and parks itself, he's getting up trying to cut everybody else in line. You know, that's a huge no-no for me. You know, I hate that person more than anyone. And that's, we talked about this on the pod. That is you revealing your true self. That is the equivalent of not putting away the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. That is you openly showcasing that you're selfish, that you do not care about the order of things and that you do not care about other people. You think that your feelings take precedent over other people. Also, you're a dum-dum because you're not getting off the plane any faster. Everyone's going to get off as we're supposed to. We're all going to the same place. What are we doing? Uh, I'm with you. I think the first one, not a deal breaker, although cringeworthy. Second one, deal breaker. Correct. Uh, Okay. Two more. Your guy, good looking dude. Obviously, everything you want. Whatever, Steve, make it. (laughs) But he's got a ZZ top beard and he's not cutting it off. What? So it's like really long and hairy? Really long, not even well-shaped, just long, like Gandalf-y. Oh, Gandalf-y. Dumbledore-y? Dumbledore-ish, exactly. And and he he loves it. He's not cutting it. It's not like one of those hot guys you see on Instagram, like a perfectly shaped black beard. We're talking strays everywhere very Ew, long i just got the heebie-jeebies brit will break it and he you can't even how if he was hot know, how would i know he's hot if i can't see his face maybe when you first met him he didn't love zz oh, top so but then he went through time. a zz top phase that made, that then became permanent and now he's like nope this is my look now i can't break it break it that's it you want to know why if i went in to kiss him and it's all scraggly all the time i wouldn't even want to kiss him which is you know well, it's kind not paramount. I would argue that the sh- not not even this. My beard right now is a little bit long, but it's the shorter one that's that hurts more, right? Because it's like sandpaper, not the long. No, but beards. if you're diving in there, Steve, and you're having to weed whack to find the guy's mouth, well, I, his mouth I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, come he, on. He, he cleans up a little bit. Beard. He's also got the stash thing going on. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. Is there any other facial hair, normal facial hair deal breakers for you? No, I like a goatee. I like a- Ooh. Oh, Chu. chin strap out. Chin strap is definitely out. Yes, definitely out. out. That guy. <laughs> that guy's name strap. is Kyle. 
he definitely has a quad and he probably wears a lot oh. of Fox equipment. Definitely some Carhartt. Definitely. Yeah. That guy. No, we're, we're going to pass on him. Chintrep also has two cubic zirconia piercings. Yup. He's got a lot of bad tattoos. He might be the body type you're looking for, but no, everything else is wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. You got any more? <laughs> one more. Okay. The, I love this one. Oh God. I'm nervous. Um, this guy, you're going out, you know, you're going out to a bar. Again, everything's great. Everything's awesome. Parents love you, whatever. You're going out <laughs> to a bar, you're going out to dinner, not a nice dinner, but you're going out to dinner. And he is the jeans with sandals guy. And he loves doing that. Not ironically. He likes jeans with flip-flops. Barefoot, no socks. No socks. Well, I mean, socks might even be know. weirder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Jeans. I'm just trying to get the visual. I don't know who would be an example of this person in a movie or something. I don't know. But he, yeah, he wears regular jeans and flip-flops walking around. Even when it's cold outside? In Deep into fall. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking November. Because it's probably not realistic to think, you know, in the snow, he's trucking around in, in flip-flops. But yeah. And, and, and no matter I, what I say, he's not going to change. And I'm talking about the kind of flip-flops that have a beer opener on the bottom of them, like a can, like a bottle opener, Ugh. that kind of foot, like the thong ones. Is that what they're called? Thong flip-flops? I don't know. Maybe I'm saying something weird. <laughs> the ones with the one between your big toe and your, and your second yeah, toe. Yeah, no, I get what you're throwing down. Yeah. I don't know if it's correct. So I dated a guy, when I first dated him, he was a terrible dresser. Terrible. He would wear like a t-shirt with like a short sleeve plaid shirt open over it and bag, like baggy type jeans. Terrible. Ooh, now- yeah. I was able to incentivize him. A lot of dudes fell into that trap, though. A lot of dudes did. I was able to incentivize him to dress better, and then we would go shopping together. It was a fun thing that we did before I knew it. I'm sure he loved it. (laughs) Before I knew it, he was wearing three-piece suits. He he turned into an immaculate dresser, okay? It's like a 90s movie. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Role reversal. So we break up. I run into him. I see him. He's in jeans and cowboy boots and a T-shirt. I see him again, not long after that, cowboy boots again. And I was like, oh, so you like cowboy boots? He's like, yeah, I wear them every day. This is my thing now. I wear cowboy boots. And I was like, everywhere you go, what happened to all the effort that I put in here? And he's like, no, these are really cool. These are cool. I, so I ran into him at a restaurant, yeah. cowboy boots, no matter what. So this kind of reminds me of that because I remember thinking he was very emphatic. No, this is me now. I am now cowboy boot guy. And I'm like, good for you. Not no longer. He wants to be a guy. He wants to be known as somebody. I get there. Yes. I have had friends that do that. They want to be known as like I had a friend. My friend Mike wanted to be sweater vest guy for most of yes. the mid 2000s. And I'm like, Mike, what's going on? <laughs> like, and why, I feel why? like flip flop guy wants to be flip flop guy. Mm-hmm. Flip flop guy to me is like island guy. He's trying to put yes. out this. Like, I'm cool and I drink, but you know, I drink beers vibe and I'm very approachable. But it's just a, it's a terrible look. It really you is. Know, I'm going to make it because I think in the grand scheme of things, I would rather be a flip-flop guy than I hate dogs guy. Yeah, yeah. But it would really bother me, not only because it's kind of a sloppy look, but more importantly, because guys' feet are gross. Guys do not have attractive feet. I'm sorry. Guys neglect the foot care, the self-care needed to make your feet look good. Guys don't care about it. So then I have to look at your ugly feet all the time. My feet are pretty. Yeah, my feet are gross. True story. Most guys. Uh, but but I, I would say this. Them, but I don't want to see them all the time. I mean, this gets into Rex Ryan territory. I don't really find feet particularly attractive to anyone. I don't really understand the foot fetish thing. But that's as a we've talked about, Steve. That's a different thing for a different pod. Market there. Yeah, I, and that's going to be a no. Still, still a no. But I don't know what the, the girl equivalent of that would be because girls can wear jeans and flip flops. It's not a big deal. I don't know what the if there is a weird. Give me a weird fashion trend that you look at a girl and you judge her. And I, I don't know that you can compare to that. I guess I would say it's a little bit trashy. I don't know. I'm trying to think. 
of a girl equivalent, but I feel like if a girl, a girl could really pull off almost anything based on her personality. We have more freedom, I think, when it comes to our fashion. I'm trying to think if there's a foot where, okay, what if, what if you, this is so random. What if you dated a girl, you really like her, but she wore sneakers that had rollerblades on them? You oh know, like the, the wheelies what? in the back. <laughs> what is this? I, you know what I'm talking about, remember those? Yeah, funky, of course I do. The problem I'm is- funky and I like to wheel around the store. That's a no, that's a no. That's so weird, ew. Plus, plus those sneakers are disgusting yeah. looking and they look like clogs. I don't know. I don't think I can get over that. And especially even if she obviously she wants to use the wheelies. So that's just weird to begin with. But even, <laughs> even if she didn't use the wheelies, I, I uh, no, no, no way. I, do people do yeah. that? I, I don't think I don't adults know. do that. I was just anymore. trying to think of a weird shoe. I don't know what you tell me. What is a weird look for a girl? I don't know. Is it tie dye? Because I'm wearing some. I don't no, know. No, not tie. I mean, I don't even know anymore. I feel like some so many things are back, and I'll see people wearing stuff, and it's in that I didn't that I just don't think it's good, but it's in. So I don't. I'm not even sure. And you're right. Women can wear nearly everything and pull it off as quote unquote yeah, fashion. It's so more it's, of a personality thing. I truly wish more guys were like that. I just think guys are a little bit more safe when it comes to their wardrobe choices. People need to be more like uh, JVN or Daniel Levy and wear man skirts and. And maybe Daniel blouses. Levy pulled it off. He could wear he the kilt and the he boots did. and he looked and the chunky sweaters. He looked great. He pulled it, it off because he was all black. Attitude. He pulled it off because he was wearing all black. And it's because about his attitude. He wore the shit out of it because of his confidence. Confidence is the best thing you put on every day, Steve. No, that's true. You can really wear anything if you wear it with confidence. You know, and I always think because I'll ask Maddie, can I pull this off? The answer is yes, but you have to feel like you, you know, you have to walk the walk. You gotta look, you gotta have some swag, right? And I don't always have yeah. the swag for every outfit. If I just started dressing like Daniel Levy, you, no, you can pull it off. You can pull it off. You think you so? Can. I don't yes. know. I, I don't think my friends would let me do that. I don't think it would ever be cool. You know, I don't think they'd ever be like, Steve looks good. To the point about cowboy boots guy, the reason it was so disconcerting for me is because he was trying to be cowboy boots guy. He wasn't naturally cowboy boots guy. I'm like, oh, so you spent some time in Austin, Texas, and now you want to be cowboy boots guy. It wasn't him, right? It was just, he didn't have a fashion identity. So he thought this was going to be something that he could just make happen whereas yeah. if you're just like i'm matthew mcconaughey and i'm gonna wear cowboy boots when i want to cool he's also from texas so it makes sense Correct. <laughs> yeah Correct. so I, he's a cowboy the cowboy boot thing is bad i mean will obviously will kane texas guy can, he, he wore cowboy boots out. a lot but he but it wasn't an everyday the everyday thing is the problem because then you're then you're right you're trying to be something that you're not you're trying to make a point that oh i'm yeah. this guy if you throw him in if you throw him in the mix every once in a while i'm not going to be mad at you i'm not even gonna probably make fun of you because it'll be like oh yeah he's pulling out the cowboy boots tonight but if you do it every day that's just mix it up i'd get bored of that <laughs> might get bored of that okay so what we've learned steve is that we have completely unrealistic standards of people and it's amazing that you're married well, because we're really limiting our pool here in our defense a lot of these are bad. I don't think I've ever come across any of these in real life. Have you? Well, I just said cowboy boot guy. Well, yeah, okay. But I've been around people who are, have been bad tippers. Never dated anyone that's a bad tipper, but been around people it's where I've been at a group dinner and I will see that someone didn't tip. But remember my Peloton experience where then I felt horrible. I was horrified oh, by myself no. that I didn't, you know what I mean? So that's why I, I would like to think that we should sometimes, now listen, if you're at a restaurant and you're signing the check, we all know the drill. That is inexcusable. But in some situations, if you're going out, like let's say we're going to a charity event and it's at a hotel 
and you don't have cash and you there's a valet there and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the worst feeling in the world. So if somebody doesn't tip the valet, I don't want to assume it's because they're cheap or rude. Maybe they just didn't have cash and they also feel terribly about it. But they, maybe, maybe they don't want to bring attention to it because they don't want you to think they're cheap or rude. You know, I don't know. If I didn't have cash around the valet or something in a situation like that, I would feel like I would be obligated to tell them, I'm so sorry. I do not have, ca- I, I'm not that guy. I promise you, I'm not that guy. And Can I like, Venmo you yeah, five sure, bucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit me up. Actually, that's a good call. Then there's you know? no excuses because you could, everybody's got Venmo. Perfect, right. good call. There's no excuse for it. None, unless you're just an asshole. Well, that was fun, Steve. We should bring that back. Just like 10,000 frogs, we should make make it or break it a new thing on the pod. It's a perfect game for us because it allows us to judge people. That's really, that's all it is. And just be snobby. And as you mentioned, uh, particular. But it's hypothetical. It's it, We're hypothetically judging people. Not and they're also mostly ridiculous things. I don't think people are going to be like, oh, you guys are assholes. You guys are such losers. You let people live. They're ridiculous scenarios. I think most of them were worthy of being a deal breaker. But let us know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let the LARPers live, all right? LARPers, actually, I like the most out of most of the people that we listed. So I, I got no problem with LARPers. Yeah, I'm down with LARPers, too. Anyway, if you haven't already, we're not going to have time for a review. But if you haven't, please head out to the podcast, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it, preferably five stars, and leave us a review. Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, Steve, Y-O-U-R, the best. You know what, Michelle? U-T-O. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.